Hi, my name is Marlene. Welcome to the new Mom Initiation podcast. So this is the place where I talk and interview women from all over the world. And they share their beautiful and transformative stories into motherhood. So we do this to pass on the torch of wisdom to the next generation. And just to inspire every woman that is in this motherhood journey. And we can all connect together. So this is the first podcast. I'm very excited. I'm talking to Amy today. Uh, Amy Isabel Laura. And she's a new mom to an almost six-month-old baby girl. And she does a lot of amazing things. She's a holistic sexuality educator with a passion for female empowerment. She guides movement, creative expression, embodiment, meditations, and breath work. And she also has a new book coming out, a female empowerment and expressive arts book. And she's a creator of a money mindset mastermind. And she's also an advocate for conscious parenting. And she's living in San Antonio, Texas, in a cedar wood cabin with her baby. While her, are you actually, are you married or? I have a partner. Your partner is traveling for work. So, and you have a home together in Jacksonville, Florida, and you have plans to buy a house in South Florida. And you just booked a f- your first trip abroad with your baby in September for a month long breathwork facilitator training. So there you have it. That's a lot and it's amazing. And I'm really excited to talk to you because there's, I feel that you have so much to share also about your own journey as a new mom. And yeah, so I'm excited. Welcome, Amy. Um, yeah, you're welcome. So I was wondering, um, I was just thinking maybe we can just start at the beginning. And I was just wondering what your life was like before um, you became a mother. Right. So my life before I was a mother, I kind of knew that I was getting ready to have a baby. So I had slowed down. a lot. I wasn't working at the time for about two years, just kind of doing passion projects. Um, Let's see, two years before I got pregnant, I was going abroad, uh, working in orphanages, uh, giving my partner and I would volunteer uh, at these orphanages, bringing clothes, food, and we'd bring like a party, we'd bring ice cream. And we started our mastermind at that time, just really, again, doing these passion projects, traveling, connecting, doing a lot of personal development work, digging into my own psyche, looking at my own patterns, doing a lot yeah. of emotional healing, emotional maturing. Um, so I feel like it was all really divine timing of having a baby for the work that I was doing, healing my mother wound, healing my father wound, right. um, looking at my relationship with my partner and seeing what was coming up in that, in that space because that's where, that's where I was doing that emotional work um so yeah my life was pretty slow lots of ceremony I was dancing I was tuning into my oracle cards um being with nature hiking wow yeah it sounds really nice and also sounds like a really good preparation actually for motherhood like because you did all that inner work and you experienced all these different things and facets of life as well so it feels like you were already like preparing in that way yeah going into that slow zone because babies slow you down oh my god yes it's true yeah (laughs) that's also my experience you slow you 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 have to slow down because otherwise it's just going to be so overwhelming i feel so um so when did you come to that realization that that you were ready to um, to invite? I like to say invite a new life into your you know your space. Um, it was actually probably about five years before I got pregnant. I knew that I wanted a baby. I was living in San Diego with a my previous partner, and mm-hmm. and uh, he got a vasectomy, and it broke my heart. And I realized ultimately that he wasn't the father of my child. And I knew that I wanted to have a baby. So that's when my inward spiral of um, self-discovery really, really began. 
mm. was when I knew that I wanted a child and, um, and there was something I wasn't like looking at. So I needed to look inward and I went on that heart centered journey and, um, and I felt her calling now in retrospect, like looking back, I see the, the yeah. points of her, her saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm waiting for you to be ready for me. I felt her guiding me. I felt wow. her nudging me forward in saying, wow. follow your heart, do it, right. do what you what you're called to do mama don't hold back like keep going yes wow i love that yeah. did you also feel that while you were doing that inner work actually you were preparing that space to open yourself up to do that to become a mother let's see i, I um yeah i felt let's see what did i feel <laughs> a lot of things probably well the most <laughs> The most recent one, because I'm like, I jump kind of back and forth on the timelines. It was two years before I conceived and I was in a deep meditation and I was holding myself as a baby. And then I was holding my partner as a baby. And then all of a sudden I see eyes that are not mine and I see eyes that are not his. It's beautiful. And I went to the woman that was leading the meditation. I'm going to say her name because she's a powerful, powerful transformational guide. Her name is Francine Ray. I went up to her and I said, I'm having a baby. And she looks at me and she's like, are you pregnant? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her in a vision. <laughs> I did. It was That's amazing. So real. I knew it. I was like, okay, I'm going to have a baby girl. And then after knowing that, that you were going to have a baby girl, how much time passed before you actually became, became pregnant? So two like, years. And two it was years. so surprised. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love that. Like you knew, but it was still like, where did it come from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was uh, uh, honestly probably the worst and the best timing. My partner, his mom was in the hospital getting ready to pass. So wow. there was a lot of grief in the in our space when I realized I was pregnant. You could sense yeah. that you were pregnant right away. Wow. I've had scares of, oh my gosh, I think I'm pregnant because I missed my period, but those are not the same like feeling yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like I felt yeah. it in my ligaments, in my bones, right. everything so tender and expanding already from that from that moment. Nice. From the moment you were pregnant, what was your pregnancy like? Did you have a nice pregnancy? Did you have symptoms, you know, like fatigue or nausea or anything that you noticed happening in your body? Okay, so mainly I had a really emotional pregnancy. My partner was experiencing a lot of grief with his mother. Yeah. We consciously decided to have a baby. Hey, babe, I'm ovulating. Okay, let's make a baby. <laughs> That's what it was like. And I'm pregnant. Oh, my God, you're pregnant? It was not the best um, celebration. Um, I, I really was looking at the first. It was uh, late November. So from late November to December, January, February, March, I was pretty depressed. I was having a really hard time. And I don't think it was until maybe mid January that I I like, I remember sitting on the toilet, I stood up and I was like, I'm fucking pregnant. I'm going to keep the baby. I'm committed to being pregnant. It finally like took that kind of presence for me to take myself out of this depression because my partner wasn't in it with me he was like you should terminate it we're having issues i don't even think i want to be with you right now i don't even like you wow. how how is this possible like what's going on right now so i'm not yeah. feeling supported i'm not feeling like i have a partner in this and everyone is like are you prepared to have this baby alone and i was like you know what yes i am that's interesting because you guys were so consciously conceiving 
do you think, of course, it, it, that it was related to his grief, maybe also that his mother had passed, and that because of that he had a hard time with his pregnancy, yeah. also? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. feel like as a as a man, because this is mm. typically like he's really focused when he is right. giving something attention, and for him, his huge family, his like immediate family of 30 people was his focus. Right. He's holding it together. He's the glue that holds his family together. Giving me presence and giving my sadness or insecurity or concern or worries about the future, he doesn't, he did not want to entertain it yeah. at all. It right. Crazy. Yeah. So then you got to this point where you were like, yes, I'm committing to being a mom and having this child. And then what happened after? How did you uh, prepare for motherhood, like during your pregnancy? And also how did it move forward with your partner also during that time? Entering into my second pregnancy, I think it was this, uh, not second pregnancy, second pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> into it i was like where's the luscious hair where's the the juicy yummy body where's the excitement where does this this depression end i woke up and i finally i remember aladdin was gone on he was traveling for 11 days or so and that was probably the longest that he's ever been away from me at the time and I was really feeling into this like I really miss him I feel this loneliness this longing and I was like you know what I'm not gonna give him my power I'm not gonna give him that piece of me that I get to really own I get to take responsibility for this loneliness that I'm feeling and I get wow. to dive into it so at the time I was taking this program of um it's a temple body arts program with this woman, Sophia Tom. It's an online mentorship. It was a nine month program. I committed to it before I knew I was pregnant. And I just kind of said, okay, I'm going to keep doing it. So I was in the program and she guides her participants through yoni egg exercises, right. and meditation dances. So when I was feeling that loneliness, I took it as my invitation to dive into my yoni egg practice. Yeah. And I was studying the goddess Kuan Yin at the time as well. And her, um, her presence really invites us to look at self-compassion. So yeah. in that state of loneliness, I said, you know, I get to really work with myself on another level. Because at the time, okay, I'm doing inner child healing work as well. Wow. I was working with another coach, a hypnotist, an Akashic record and Reiki practitioner helping me work with my inner child because I felt so lost. And I worked with her through my first trimester. Mm -hmm. And then that second trimester opened up the yoni egg practice. And I feel like I did a lot of like vaginal healing because I felt like when I did that yoni egg practice with Kuan Yin and my rose quartz crystal, crystal yoni egg. And if you don't know what yoni is, it's a Sanskrit word for um, just the female genitalia. Yeah, I was just going to ask for, for those listening who never heard of that before. Literally translates to sacred portal. So uh, I like that word. It's beautiful, it's a yeah. beautiful term for a, a part of my body that has been medicalized and, yes, and yeah. identified through a masculine lens. So that's part of my ownership. And I invite all women to claim whatever term resonates with them and feels good for them. So inner child healing work, yoni healing work. I also took a Tantra practitioner um, training before I got pregnant and then did a goddess retreat with the same uh, teacher, Lord of Star Shower in South Florida um, put on an event where I did more yoni healing work. So that wow. was really beautiful as well. Uh, because I believe like birth is, you know, we're, we conceive children through sex. We mm -hmm. give birth through our vaginas. Birth is really 
a sexual experience, even though we're not having sex, something's coming out of us. I feel like the the reason I'm so involved in like the sex education is because there's such a there's such a gap in our understanding as collective humans around what sexuality is. I feel like uh, we're born sexual creatures. We're born uh, sensual feeling people yes. that like and it's torn away from us in in this shameful way i see a lot of women that are so not in their bodies anymore basically but so high up in their minds so what you're saying seems so profound and important to to connect also to your sensuality and your sexuality as as a woman mm-hmm. i love that and, and doing that through my pregnancy was really powerful i had yeah. a lot of breakthroughs I opened up my multi-orgasm, orgasmic centers again. Like I hadn't been able to orgasm as openly and as freely as I did during my second trimester. So that part of pregnancy was amazing. You don't think about that. Like I don't think women think about that part of it maybe during pregnancy. Like it doesn't seem like a very sexual or sensual thing at all to be pregnant i feel to most women in that sense i feel like there's there's kind of two two sides it's the women that don't feel really sensual or sexual and then there's the women that don't i don't know what i said then do them then but i feel like the pregnancy usually like there's a radiance that comes with pregnancy and whether a woman knows it or not it's there that sensuality that sexuality that that whole sexuality because people are attracted to pregnant women it's Uh, like i got people just coming up to me wanting to initiate conversation with me not really i don't even think they really like knew what they were doing or i don't know so it's a it's a it's a question of being conscious of it. Yeah. I was exploring conscious sexuality. Nice. And empowered sexuality. I love that. And also just empowerment in general, because I really hear you say that you were really owning up to your own healing process. And instead of bringing the responsibility to the world around you, you really said, okay, I have feel this inside of me and I'm now going to heal myself and I'm going to do all these things. And I think that's also a very important thing to say and share that you can take ownership of whatever you are experiencing in yourself as well, like that, what, like you did. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, let's see, I also took a hypno babies pregnancy education course, which that was, uh, the underlying, um, basis for the pregnancy empowerment and the birth empowerment knowledge that I got, like changing the language to be more empowering, to, to, to resonate at a higher frequency and to zap the fears. But I, I have my own criticisms around that course and, and and what it told me and, uh, and how it prepared me for pregnancy and birth and postpartum. So I don't know if you're interested in that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, I'm definitely going to ask you uh, later, like, what, 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 what did you uh, get from all this preparation? But I'll get to that a bit later. Um, so you felt actually you did have a lot of breakthroughs you just mentioned through all these courses. And, and it's like you did a lot of preparation, I feel. Like, if I listen to you, I think you did much more preparation than, than maybe some other women would consider, like, I'm not sure, of course, but it seems like you did a lot of preparation. Yeah, and um, I did a lot of internal preparation, though. Yeah, so exactly. Was, yeah, exactly. And and I feel like what I was missing was a lot of the external preparation. Right. We'll, we'll dive into that more um, around, like, the whole lessons of it. But I think that was one of my most important lessons is having the external support system right right manifest everything that i was working on on the inside i love what you're saying right now and we're talking about it now so we might as well just talk about it now (laughs) um (laughs) 
the external support system do you feel that um before becoming a mom um what is it that you what, what you're what you're trying to say when you say i should have worked more on the external support system like um you know it's really like um it's really paying attention to what kind of questions i had like i had underlying questions that I didn't know how to ask and I didn't know where to ask for support. I did have a midwife, but I remember sitting in my final consult telling her I'm scared. Right. Right. And my partner was over here. There was a random woman in the room and I didn't get any feedback i didn't get any what are you scared about right talk to me right yeah it was oh you're gonna be fine you're gonna be great you're prepared yes the support that i needed i needed support of hey what are you afraid of yeah what are you scared about let's talk it out yeah So, so that's so that's very emotional thing for you like i can tell like (laughs) guys it's but i i I get it like i'm a mom too so i i do relate to that that feeling of i needing that support and somebody maybe not seeing that or not being able to give that to you at that moment so yeah it's fuel for my projects moving forward. And and what else do you feel around that topic of support? Um, you said that this was my biggest lesson and I was doing all that internal work and I wasn't focusing on the outer world. Like what would you say that what was uh, that big lesson for you? That if you would have like another child, maybe in the future, you would set up for yourself differently, maybe around that. Yeah, it's to shout out however means, whether it's right here from my mouth, from my finger fingers on the computer saying, hey, I have questions and not stopping until I get my questions answered. Right. I want a group of um, pregnant women to communicate with on a weekly basis to ask my questions to say is this normal what's going on what are you for for this like because I didn't have um swollen ankles I didn't have nausea I didn't have vomiting I didn't have anything that other pregnant women have experienced I'm like typical pregnancy symptoms I didn't have any of that but I did have emotional things. So like having, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it really comes down to like me being able to, my biggest lesson was me being able to speak my truth and me being able to express my truth loud enough to where I could hear it. And it's undeniable that other people can hear it. Cause, cause even in, I, (laughs) this is like kind of off topic, but like, I remember how my birth went in my head, but I watched my birth video. It was nothing like what happened in my head. That's interesting. Yeah. Right? So in looking at how my whole pregnancy, how my whole birth went and how now it's, it's just showing me how much I get to speak up. And how much uh-huh. I get to express myself more clearly to myself first. I love that. Like, if 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 a woman is listening to this, and this would be the one thing that she gets takes away from this, it would be like such such an important thing because I feel yeah. so many of us are so holding back in our expression and just being like, there, you want to express that, but you're you're not doing it or there's something there that is holding you back somehow and i feel during this period in your life it's so important to ask and to say what it is that you need and that you feel and it really ch- challenges you right if that was also my experience it really challenges you to to get close to yourself 
and to exactly to own up and open up in that so yeah. yeah and during my pregnancy and during my birth i knew all of that it's like i know that i need to speak up for myself yeah. Yeah. i know that i need to say what it is that i want and it was still really hard yeah. and in my yeah. whole birth it was me in the deepest darkest depths of that suffering right. and of that pain of of not feeling like i'm heard and not feeling yeah. like i'm supported yeah and it was the biggest gift because now i can see oh my gosh i didn't speak up i didn't you know i wanted a doula and i didn't get one yeah. i didn't i didn't file through the women to find one that i actually resonated with right i didn't ask my midwife more questions i didn't go over my birth plan with my midwife yeah I sent it to her and I was so scared it was wrong that I didn't talk about it. Wow. And that was, that was a, that was a big mistake. Huge. But you did learn a lot about, uh, after, like looking back at it, like you learned a lot of good lessons also, right? Like, do Absolutely. you, do you feel like you want to share something about that process of giving birth? Like you don't have to, but is there anything that you feel that is might be important to share and for a woman to, to hear about that process that you went through? Yeah. Well, uh, like I said before, I went through my deepest, darkest mm. suffering and my deepest uh, shadows. And I Hi. feel, um, you know, I've heard stories of women giving like peaceful, meditative, <laughs> Me and that's what I wanted. <laughs> in reality, that's not where my consciousness was. I right, needed right. experience. Amy, use your voice. Amy, right. if you don't use your voice, this is going to keep happening to you. Right. You're going to day in this cycle of suffering and so is every other woman so you get to speak up so so really i guess you know go, going into birth being curious and and really talking to everyone around you about what it is that you really want to see come to fruition because my midwife ended up being a flake like she yeah. um wasn't there for me emotionally at all um and I, I had a really good feeling about her when i hired her i was like oh my gosh she's perfect she wow. she like feels good but towards the end of the towards the end of my pregnancy i started seeing like signs that were kind of turning me off mm. and those are the signals to listen to yeah. trust those instincts like our mother instincts are so loud when we're pregnant it's insane how incredible we're talking. i know we're straight line to the source yeah. it's so true like oh my god i remember that like you're so open right like you're so open to sensing and feeling and i also was so grounded also like so connected to the earth as well it was yeah, but listening to that that's what it is because so many of us we ignore those signals we just it's just we just we're not listening to it right during my pregnancy i think it was in that second trimester like i knew that i needed to listen to my intuition i knew that i needed to speak up so i started writing a program for myself the stuff that i was doing and a program for other women and um, it's called Sacred Sexual Mother. And it was I my new that. mother initiation. It's a 40-day program nice. of these practices of attuning to that, that little voice that grounded, this is really, it's going to be good for you. It's scary, but this is good for you. Yeah. You should do it because it's yeah. part of your evolution. That voice. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Love that yeah. you're sharing that. This is the perfect place to share this, by the way. This podcast is like the perfect place. So, okay, then the birth, and then um, then you, of course, had a beautiful baby after giving birth. 
Um, please uh, tell me if there's anything else you want to share about the birth, by the way. But um, So then you had your beautiful baby girl and what happened like the days, the hours, like after giving birth? How did you experience that? So my birth, it was originally a hospital. I mean, it was originally a home birth. Um, and uh, it was a medicated transfer to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So after three days of being in labor, two days of being in active labor, I was exhausted and, um, and it was time to get baby out. So I had an epidural, got baby out, and that night was uh, probably one of the worst nights of my life. Everybody yeah. kept coming in. They're checking on baby every couple hours, asking yeah. for diapers, nursing. Um, I had just awful nightmares. Um, baby was really slow to, like, wake up. Um, but she was nursing fine, which was good. I was thankful for that. It was really hard. Two days in the hospital after giving birth. Um, I was lucky my sister was there. She was nurturing me with yummy foods. Um, nurses don't like when babies sleep on mother. So that was stressful because they were like, put baby in the bassinet. Really? It's so like not sleeping in the bassinet. How can I put her in the bassinet? Because in Holland, like in Holland, I really tell you to really keep the baby uh, close to you as long as possible. Like just naked, skin to skin. So holding and then as long as possible. So I'm really surprised actually to, to hear that. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, yeah. And my memory right after birth was that they, like everybody in the room was trying to convince me to let the doctor weigh baby, like right after she was born. And I was like, no. 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 Do you not know that this, this time is really special? This time is for bonding. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. Why like, am I telling you this? Yeah. So you actually said no to the doctor and whole. You were holding. I said perfect. no to the doctor and I That's said. That's like no to a great <laughs> way. You you totally like express your truth there. That's really like. Right? Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yes. That's the position of not being able to speak my truth, and then all of yeah. a sudden on my chest, and they're trying to take her away, and I said no. So I kept her on me for two and a half hours and then the sweet, sweet nurse came in and weighed her and they did testing on her um, while she was laying on my chest. And, uh, and then we got discharged and went home and uh, that moves us into the postpartum period, which I know we get to talk about too. Yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah, so um, yeah, like the postpartum uh, experience, like I'm, I'm curious to hear because I, we talked about it before and, and the things you did during that period. But how did you um, experience those first like days and weeks as a new mom, like also emotionally and physically, mentally, like what happened in your system? So I met this woman and she told me that um, while I was in my second trimester, she, I met her and she gave me a massage and she told me about this healing opportunity after birth. I, I was like, what are you talking about? But I don't know what this is, but I'm so in. And it ended up, she's a postpartum care doula for the sacred window. And this is 42 days after birth of, uh, of being nurtured, of yeah. setting the foundation for the relationship between baby and mom. And, and for me, it was absolutely necessary because I came home and I had experienced a lot. My whole picture of birth was completely thrown in the trash. <laughs> I had a, a hospital birth and it was the last thing that I wanted. I'm lucky I had a vaginal birth. I didn't have any tears. I didn't have anything. I did experience some abuse from my doctor which was not exciting. And that was probably the, the worst thing that happened to me there because I consciously made the decision to get the epidural. So um, my postpartum care doula was a pivotal part in my healing because I had a lot of emotions. So right. she would give me a 
massages and I remember just breaking down completely and letting myself cry and grieve over not having the birth that I really wanted to have and uh, and and coming into my voice and celebrating it at the same time of grieving because now oh my gosh I can actually talk a lot of healing modalities in that in that time period I had yoni steaming which was really beautiful it's just herbs and hot water tea and then sitting on a pot and letting it uh, move up into my vagina and into my womb um Lots of emotions. I still uh, was a part of my mastermind, my money mastermind. And I, I remember two weeks postpartum, I'm hosting a call. Um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of like, I was like, exhausted. I like didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to nurse. I, did, I still didn't feel supported. I felt like I needed to be doing like cooking. I needed to be cleaning, but I didn't do it. So I felt guilty for not doing Oh my God. This is like such a, I, I, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, me too. Totally. I thought I need to do all those things. I feel like this is also really another good opportunity for women to check in with themselves because I had a postpartum care doula that did a lot of things for me. Like, yeah. oh, we're going to do a massage or she would ask me like, when do you, feel like whenever you're ready for the massage we can do it or whenever you feel like you want to do this but she would kind of cook food for me when I would let her know that I was hungry but tuning into what the woman wants too is really important like how do you want your postpartum to be even though you don't know before you're pregnant how it's going to be because I had bleeding still going on my womb was actually sore I had no idea that I had an open wound. It didn't register until I had my placenta in front of me. That that came out of me and yeah. that's what's healing. Yeah. So that kind of went over my head and um, it really grounded me in like, oh, I really do need to take it slow because my bleeding would subside and then all of a sudden yeah. I'm, I'm over there lifting heavy stuff and I start bleeding again. Right, so you really had to calm down basically and nurture yourself and yeah. take care of yourself really like I think it's so fascinating that us that, that, that we think somehow that we, we're just gonna give birth and get up and just do everything somehow like like that like sometimes it just yeah you need some time you know the more I talk to women, some people do just get up and go mm. after their third or yeah. fourth kid. They're like, I don't need that time. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe, maybe they would want it if they knew that they could just relax and be pampered. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm at that point now of like, there's lots of women that don't know that this is a thing, the sacred window and yes. being nurtured and cared for like this is a thing yes. that women just don't know, don't rest and don't give themselves time anymore. It's exactly. just not an option. Exactly. That's exactly, I think that's a, a big issue because if you don't need it, that's also fine. Like if you're getting up after one day and you're energized and you're like, out there and you're good it's also perfect but if you're not in that place yeah it's not a wise thing to force yourself to yeah. do that anyway and i see that a lot in women of course because it's such a cultural thing that we are supposed to do it all all the time and you know be like but this this is a different stage where i feel that it's so important more important than ever maybe even to connect to your body and to listen to it as well so yeah do you feel that um you were there was any preparation or talk before about the postpartum part of of the whole because i feel there's always a lot of focus on the birth but not so much about uh, on the postpartum weeks that follow how do you experience that how did you experience that yeah yeah like i said like i had no idea that the yeah. placenta left a yeah. big wound like that yeah so i think that's a pretty standard part of postpartum that i should have known about yeah and i think all women should know about 
And yeah. it's funny because I grew up with my mom as a midwife for 32 years. I'm 33. Wow. She was a midwife for 32 years. Not like way before me. Yeah. I grew up with placentas in my refrigerator, in my freezer, <laughs> but I still never yeah. put two together. And like, yeah. like what? how was that not a part of my knowing? Um, I remember a, another one of my friends, she tried to like warn me around the, about the postpartum period. And um, there's, I think there's a lot of fear around it. I have people calling postpartum depression. They call it postpartum. Yeah. So there's kind of like synonymous with being a crappy state of life when it could be really beautiful. Yeah. And it can be. And mine was beautiful among all the emotions. I still think it was beautiful because I was nourished so wonderfully by my postpartum care doula. I'm so happy that you're sharing this because this is exactly like so there're not a lot of women that know about this that this even exists. This is an option. So I think it's amazing and and how how many times she was at your or she came three times a week. Three times a week. Okay. Well that's still she yeah. meals enough for the whole week. That's also amazing. Massages, Ayurvedic yeah. oil massages every time. Yeah, she brought fresh flowers. She made me really yummy, nourishing teas. I had a, a connect from her for a Chinese herbal medicine, which was also yeah. really healing. Um, I also took my placenta. I got it encapsulated and I took it orally, which actually later ended up being really nourishing. I just finished it probably on my fifth month or fourth month and wow, wow so good <laughs> nice i didn't even know that that was actually a good option to do that so so it sounds like this care was just really exactly what you needed basically you just needed to be nurtured and someone who took care of you and took all that away from you so you could just be yeah recover from from everything that happens and yeah, endure. yeah. And she helped out with baby too it was really helpful like baby's nice. sitting there crying and i'm like i don't know i don't know yeah what to do like yeah. baby and take her for a walk oh my god yes please so what would you say that you you've been talking about it already but maybe um what were like some of the the challenges that you experienced like as a new mom like going from not having a baby to obviously all of a sudden having a life to take care of it's, it's a transition like what did you notice that are like some of the of the challenges there and I like to call it see it positively as well because it's a growing you learn from it and you grow and it's beautiful as well as you're saying but of course there are challenges yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to preface the work that I did before I got pregnant and the work no. that I did while I was pregnant supported me and not feeling like a victim in motherhood. I felt ready to take care of this new baby life. I felt ready to, um, yeah, just completely give myself and my time. Like she needed me, I dropped everything and I'm there. And I still do that with her. She needs me, I drop everything and I'm there. Like this victim motherhood consciousness does not register with me and it doesn't right. feel good. And I choose to not participate. The challenge came with my partner. That was the big challenge is yeah. having coherence between us because I'm giving my full self to baby and my partner still wants me to give him to give to him yeah and that's yeah. not in that especially in that yeah that sacred window time yeah it was so challenging to say hey babe I'm sorry you don't get it 
I'm sorry yeah. you don't understand motherhood or birth mm -hmm. or yeah. anything that's going on right now because obviously with your language and your behavior around me it's showing me that you don't understand not only you not understand you don't have compassion right that was the biggest challenge and that's also Allison my postpartum care doula she intervened to help me because it was getting out of control wow I started bleeding I'm stressed I have a headache for days because he's yelling at me and this is un completely uncalled for yeah so yeah that was challenging so that was like you would say that the biggest challenge maybe so you're saying that you were able to deal with with it all because you were just from an you had an empowered consciousness basically so you were just full uncommitted to your motherhood basically but then the challenges came with your partner i think i don't know i think for men it's also they don't sometimes they don't really understand what their role is maybe i think that's also like that's a whole different topic right there i feel for men to understand how what's going to change and what is my role in this what should i be doing or not doing or i think a lot of men are confused i've actually been talking to some men and they 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 are definitely confused about what they should be doing in different phases stages through this absolutely because yeah. my partner is the main money maker and yeah. i asked him to home for two months that is insane because he's a runner he's a fast um runner in his company and to be still that long was not comfortable for him and i get it and yeah. i still wanted his support but it was so it would just we weren't in alignment on that so uh, we ended up did we hired a relationship coach to be able to communicate with each other because mm -hmm. i wanted him to hear me right I wanted to know that he heard me because I didn't feel like he was listening and understanding where I was coming from, like at all. I'm like, I'm not crazy. He's called yeah. like, I'm not spoiled. But did it did it help you guys to actually have somebody help you connect yeah. during that time? Okay, Absolutely. that's great. That's great. I, I okay. wish we would have gotten help earlier. Mm. Um, I ended up getting a different coach and uh heidi rain so grateful we are just now finishing our sessions and everything like times times are really hard postpartum like emotions are high and now i'm almost six months yeah my yeah. hormones are back to normal yes <laughs> i feel i feel stable i feel good i feel aware and um and it doesn't invalidate my feelings in the past like those were all so real and i think that they all should yes. be honored yeah i think so too and i really like that you honored also your feelings and and got help also also in your relationship because i feel sometimes it can also be something that you were just not get any help maybe or that you're just overwhelmed by the whole situation that happens too so i think it's also a good message to send that it's important to get help when you need it that's also empowerment it's not a weakness you know if you need help just get yourself some help right yeah i also and, hired my, uh, my coach again yeah. I hired her first trimester i hired her postpartum also and like we're talking about the challenges but of course there's also the other side which is um what did what are the positives here how did becoming a mother influence you as a person also as a spiritual being but also just as as a woman uh, how did it enrich your life how did it transform you or is transforming you of course I'm curious about how do you experience that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is the best part. Um, yes, I it have is. Never, never felt 
more beautifully grounded in my life. I've lived, I've lived like in my head for most of my life and spirituality has been something that is not, is, uh, it's kept me from being grounded. Um, like right. spiritual bypassing is something that I have done to myself, like not, not really acknowledging my own emotions in favor of my spiritual nature. And that has completely died. Like um, I get to, like, I have been able to own my truth more than ever being a mother. Like my baby makes it a reality and I get to show up even more for her sake. So she inspires me to be more, to be better, to do more good and to get my gifts out and to share them with people in a way that that brings joy. I'm so excited. I've got this whole year planned. I've got 2021 planned. I'm grounded in the reality that I get to make it happen. So it's really beautiful to see myself evolve as a spiritual, spiritually embodied person. I, that's like, I feel that like, that's really, yeah, I feel and you're like, you're, you're all glowing when you're saying this. So that's really beautiful. And it actually hooks up and I kind of had a question. Um, because you are such a multi-talented person that is very creative, obviously. You, you are doing all these different projects and you love to travel. Uh, you actually kind of answered your question already, because I was curious, how does it feel for you now that you're a mom? I was going to ask, and before you had all this space to do all these things. And now that you have a new life, how do you experience um, this uh, doing your creative projects and t- maybe traveling, but you already kind of answered that question a little bit there, that it, it actually enhanced your ability to manifest. That's what I hear now. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't let baby be an excuse. Right. If I make baby an excuse. I'm falling into that victim mentality, scarcity right. mentality. And again, yeah. I, I don't want to entertain that. Like that's not who I want to become for her and right. her generation of women. Like right. my generation of women. The women that I want to impact and influence, I get to be the source of what I want. So we dance every morning, we sing, I write, I do everything that I would normally do in spurts if I have to. <laughs> I do right. my breath work in 10 20 minute spurts you know ideally in a perfect world well not a perfect world in a <laughs> child yes do two hours of meditation if i wanted to and here i'll do i can do like an hour of my own time um i make it work and i ask wow. for help if i need it my sister has baby right now so i could do this interview without baby uh, yeah like, I love that you're saying, I make it work. Like, you just work with what you have. You're not like, okay, I can't do this. I can't do what I want to do because I have a baby. Right. You're just adjusting to what's there. I think it's also very important. Like, for example, for me, I had a sort of like a little bit of an identity crisis going on there for, for a little bit where I was confused about who am I as a mother? Like, I... I for for me, like listening to you, it seems like you you are actually getting kind of comfortable in your role as a mother. Or did you also have some of that going on where you were like where you're like searching like what who am I as a mother and who is Amy in a role as a mother? You know what I mean? And it's just it can it can get a bit for me. It was it, that was also a big transition when I became a mother. I did not have that, and yeah, I, I that. yeah clarity to the work that I did before I was pregnant exactly and the work I was pregnant like I had a clear sense of who I was yeah becoming a mother like the closest thing that I can relate to is when baby's sleeping I'm like yes yes she's sleeping not on me because we do attachment I do attachment parenting so she's on me sleeping quite a bit and then I'm like what do I do 
do I clean? Do I do the laundry? Yeah. Do I I meditate? Do I sleep? Do I work on my website? What do I do? I have 20 minutes. Go, go, go. But that's, that's something that's really come. That's the beautiful gift that motherhood has given me. Again, that's the groundedness. That's the discipline. Yeah. I get to be really clear around how I'm spending my time. Yeah. I'm with baby. I'm present with baby. I'm writing. I'm doing the laundry. I'm doing the dishes. I'm cooking. I'm planning out my meals. I'm planning out my year. I'm connecting with people. It's so nice. It sounds like a really like a good, a good balance that you have, you know, like, yeah, it sounds really, it's amazing. Um, so I was wondering, um, if there's anything that, um, if you're looking back at what you've experienced right now, is there anything that you feel that a woman should, uh, experience or know, or, uh, uh, feel, uh, before she becomes a mother? Like something that you maybe feel, felt like still like, okay, if I'd known that, then it would have made a difference. Do you have any like insights in that or maybe a vision of that? Yeah, I do. And that, that files into what kind of service I want to offer women. It's really just having someone available to talk about everything in an unbiased way. Um, container because of course I have my mom I had other mothers that I could chat with I felt a lot of like I get it they all went through their experience and they're all healing their own experience and they're projecting it all on me and my whole my spirituality my consciousness I don't want that I don't want your projections I want to have my own experience and I don't want to have to filter out your pain I get it. Sorry, and what I'm going through is not what you're going through. So I wanted somebody to listen to me and to ask me the questions that I needed to to hear, to find and discover and speak my truth. Right. Because yeah, just having that container to speak your truth is sacred, and yeah. that's what I feel is going to help women have the birth that they want, whether it's going to be a home birth or a hospital birth however they want to have a birth they need to be able to speak their truth to have that happen that's the manifestation part that's missing it was missing for me that i get to offer women so i've got a program that i'm going to put out this year it's called dream birth um i'm not a doula uh i don't have all the doula education and it's kind of like an interim person it's like what's your vision for your birth and you know, how can you go about getting there? I do right. a lot of networking. I know a lot of people and I know who to connect to who to get the answers that they're looking for. Nice. So what you're saying also is that it's so important to, to connect before uh, the birth, actually, also to connect. Also, do you and then you do you talk about connecting to other women that are pregnant and, and speaking your truth or just also your whole environment setting up your because for me i also felt like setting up your environment for support before you give birth could make a huge difference that's also what i felt so that's what you're saying also right yeah yes that's the vision because i i was in stress and a week before I went into labor I called a friend and I was like can you please be at my birth and she showed up with her boyfriend and then I had another woman coming over dropping off food and it was just like this chaotic environment that was not what I wanted yeah and really you talked about roles earlier with the partner and that's really important too because I tried to have that conversation with my partner around like what his role was during my labor but it did not come across clearly enough. So, so me doing dream birth and helping women vision can help them get 
get across what they actually need to get across to their to their partners like okay what is it that you really want you want them to be your birth partner you want them to be by your side and not leave you okay yeah. let's see if that if that's available for your partner because my partner i told him that and he wasn't available for it yeah i love I, I think it's it's a it's a very good idea and it's especially it's so needed you know it's so like I, I like I think a lot of us I, I've actually been interviewing a, a lot of women over the past uh, four weeks that are mothers and they would all say during their pregnancy they were like I was in the moment you know and 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 I wasn't thinking about what was going to happen postpartum I was just you know not thinking about that stuff or thinking about support or needing that or and I think if you can get some connections and some community happening and support system before then it's just yeah that, that will give you a lot of um advantage already like i don't know it made it makes a lot of sense to me but i, I noticed that that everybody was like yeah yeah no i was just in the moment <laughs> not really thinking about that but we are thinking about the birth though. We spend a lot of time uh, preparing for the birth. But then what happens after, it's sort of not really addressed. And I find that very fascinating. So I think this is a huge, huge part of it. But yeah. So I did want to ask you if, there were, if you wanted to share some of your projects, but this is definitely one important one. Uh, just around motherhood or female empowerment or anything relating with, with the feminine nature and motherhood is really, really, yeah. If there's anything you want to share about that, you can do so. Awesome. So I've got the Sacred Sexual Mother, which is going to come out this year. These are all going to be online programs with the support, the video support every once in a while. Uh, so Sacred Sexual Mother, I've got Dream Birth, and then I've got this body awareness program for preteens and birth teens to just educate them on their menstrual cycles and their bodies and uh, that's happening and what else mm. <laughs> my coming out my coloring book I should have that in my hand in two weeks and I'll be um I'll be networking with some uh some female empowerment educators to help get the word out with that and um, I think that's mainly it <laughs> is that all <laughs> not really I'm, i've got a lot um training in thailand in september it's called yeah. breath of bliss it is uh, a, a method to bring harmony within the body using conscious connected breathing and um it also has an element of ecstatic dance and heart shares so i am so excited to bring that because that is a whole new level of empowerment and i feel it backdoors a lot of the the uh the whole wholeness like the sexual wholeness work that i do like i don't have to need to point the sexuality because there's so much stigma around it so yeah we can just we can just not point at it and heal <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, like we can share like below the podcast, we can share some links maybe if you want to to places where people can learn more about you and then people yeah, can my website there. is the best place. It's www.amylaura.com. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. We should O R A. Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah, we can find that. So nice. And then as a last question, um, if there's like three nuggets of wisdom. You could give a woman that is thinking about becoming a mother or just became a mother what would those be okay find community speak your truth and listen to your intuition yeah i guess it kind of goes listen to your intuition and speak your truth those yeah. go together and they are so powerful so find community on top of that and your goal. I think that's the key. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I, yeah, I really love this interview. There were so many things that I, I was just like really agreeing on as well. And I, 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 I thank you so much for this. Like I, thought, I, thought I really enjoyed 
talking to you and and sharing and i also love how open you are because i feel it's so important to be just have an authentic story and just share the truth of it instead of just having this everything is so nice all the time and there's nothing behind doors happening there so i love that and so thank you so much for that yeah and you're Amazing. so welcome so the last thing that just came through because i did just say speak your truth so yes it didn't go as planned and what was most helpful for me was to speak it out right um i had a lot of women that came into my space and they just held space for me to say my story and let me process all those emotions so actually that's another project i don't know when it's going to come through <laughs> um but it's the heal your birth story project it's a six-week class uh, experience to feel supported, to feel heard, and to process those emotions to just move on in life with a happy, whole feeling around your birth. Yeah, we really should like talk in the future about your project some more because it's very interesting <laughs> and it's it's so like related to all the things that I'm wanted to initiate and doing. So it uh, would be nice to to. Yeah, keep a connection going with you. Yeah, I'm so glad to connect with you, Maureen. It's been lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's really, too. really healing to talk to you as well about all of this. It's really such a gift that you're giving women to to tell their stories. It's really beautiful. I'm just very excited to to do this, and it, to me, it feels like a calling. It probably feels the same way to you as well. Like it just comes from the inside out, and I just like. I just have to follow that. So. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you very soon. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>